We have to talk about it. <laughs> we do. Do people actually have sex on planes? They found a squished cockroach in their clothes after an outdoor experience and they felt a little bit turned <laughs> off. Uh, uh, <laughs> these are the risks you run, folks. These are the risks you run. <laughs> Could I be doing it with other than Tanya Coons on Let's Talk About Sex, our resident sexologist, pleasure therapist and activist. Hey, Tanya. Morning, Maya. Um, we've got a fun one today, I think. We do. This is the funnest research I've done in some time. <laughs> in case you missed it, today we're talking all about having sex in public. So uh, send in your stories. Why not? 0409-945-945. You can be anonymous. Obviously, go into as much or as little detail as you'd like. I'm sure there are as many enjoyable ones as there are horror stories. <laughs> so we're going to roll through everything you need to know if you've never had sex in public and are thinking about it or if you are regular in this area some things you might want to take into consideration so first of all tanya sex in public speaks for itself why do you think people enjoy it though hmm um i think there's several reasons for that i think mostly everything is pretty exciting if there's a chance of being caught Really, that, that whole taboo thing. Um, and so being watched also. There's another one. So there's exhibitionism. But both of those are kind of taboo because we have messages in our society today that say sex is very private and not something you do in public. So the rule-breaking part of it, you know, the getting it on outdoors, being pushed against a wall in a crowded club, that kind of thing is very, very exciting and naughty. And the, and this is one time where I will say, you know, describe sex as naughty um, because taboo is one of the four major core erotic themes that we can have, right? So there's, there's longing and anticipation, there's breaking taboos, there's searching for power, and there's overcoming ambivalence. These are in the work of Jack Moran uh, in his book, The Erotic Mind. But breaking taboo is such a thing, such a thing. So mm. I think it's that, you know, if you're aware of the risk, um, it can heighten the experience. Interesting. And mm. so uh, what do you think are some, like, uh, common places? I mean, I guess if I had to, like, think to some of the cliches, what, like a movie cinema, shopping centre maybe, yeah. what are some familiar places? Um, the most common ones, beach, park, car parks, car, that sort of thing. Yeah, right. Uh, outdoors. Uh, indoors, maybe public toilets, car parks, on the dance floor. Sporting events seem Ooh. to be uh, a common thing. Lots of people get caught on cams and that winds up, winds its way into the internet for folks who like that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and what about, um, do you have any suggestions for like positions if you're going to be, you know, taking it? Well, I guess if you're going to be doing it in a car, you might need to be a little bit more, uh, what's the word? Yeah. Not necessarily flexible, but a bit more... Uh, you have to be able to accommodate yes. the environment that you find yourself in. Yeah, right? yeah so totally. It's like squishing into back seats or putting seats down. So sort of being aware of that, because uh, people can give themselves bruises or injuries from kind of falling on or pressing against things that are not pliable. Yeah, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> so thinking about that. But 
I think a lot of folks like to choose positions that don't make it look very obvious what is going on. So maybe one where a partner is standing behind the other that can look like a cuddle or a dance. It doesn't. It could be like if you get caught, be like, "What? We weren't doing anything." Very discreet. Very discreet. And I, I think too, standing up makes for quick getaways for people if they're feeling a bit nervous. Hmm. So it depends how committed you are to uh, being sexy outdoors. It could be I want to go the whole gamut, or it could be I want to do this. But I want to be prepared just in case I run into someone that I'm not anticipating meeting. Mm, totally. We're talking about having sex in public. We've got a couple texts uh, coming in saying public sex happened lots when we didn't have houses or lived in share houses with limited privacy. It felt like after hours, workplaces, cars, parks, etc., were more private, especially in the dark. Um, and. Yep. We've been rolling through why people might like it, some common places if you want to experiment in this department about where and when to have sex in public. But you had an interesting point you were about to share, Tanya. Uh, Which point was that? We spoke about a few in the break. A funny story from a friend. Oh, from a friend about solo sex in public. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because a lot of people, I mean... A lot of people like to masturbate in places that are interesting. Um, I know lots of folks like to, for example, get the sun on their genitals or masturbate in places where they might be caught, etc. But yes, I had a friend who uh, had a crack at it in a drive-through car wash. Yeah, I guess it mimics kind of rainy, stormy weather. And then you are enclosed for a little while, but you've got a set amount of time to get things done. You've got to hurry, hey? (laughs) Well, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Now, say someone listening has never tried sex in public. Yep. Where's a good place for them to start and test the waters to see if they might like it? Um, Okay. Well, maybe somewhere perhaps with not a lot of public traffic at first because you might be thinking of different things or worrying a little much. Uh, Things like perhaps your balcony or your backyard where you could still be seen but there's less chance of meeting the police. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Maybe in your car on a quiet road or in the countryside or you could try a hotel room with the curtains open because often they have very interesting views where lots of folk can peer in. Uh, what about on a rooftop? But a cautionary note there, please make sure that there are no cameras up there and don't ask me how I know this one. <laughs> um, maybe going to a sex party because this is a place where people expect sexual behaviour and there will be guidelines. So that's more about being seen than being caught. Um, so parks and beaches make good places, but it's a good idea to prepare a little for those spots. Public toilets seem to be popular. They are public, but if the doors are locked, they can feel a little bit safer in terms of being caught. Mind you, a queue of folk urgently needing to pee can either ramp up the excitement or cause anxiety. Bear that one in mm-hmm. mind as well. And some folk, as you mentioned earlier, like to get a little bit risque at the movies. Um, so how how do people feel about that? Maybe a well-placed coat or jumper can uh, help you uh <laughs> experiment a little bit and I guess if you're in really public pick a place where you can beat a hasty retreat if you're nervous about being caught have a little think about that true so I mean I guess it's always perceived or pictured or painted and portrayed in popular cultures a very spontaneous thing that just happens right yes do you think that would actually there needs to be a bit of planning involved like what should 
what should in that area someone know? You, you mentioned like think of a backup plan if you want to make a quick exit. Yeah. What else should people take into consideration? Uh, there's lots of things because I do think the spontaneous side of it is really fun and it heightens the taboo but also as a planned adventure it can be a really good thing because you can be getting excited while you're going, what about here? What about there? We could do this, we could do that. You know, a lot of sexual adventures, half the fun is in the planning, right? So um, it depends on where you're going, uh, but you might want to bring something to put on the ground if you're out in nature. Uh, sometimes nature can interfere in having a really great time. So it stops sand, dirt, bugs or dampness, things like that. You might want to wear easy access clothing. Again, good if you need to be at a hasty retreat. Um, think about things like insect repellent because seriously, being eaten by mozzies can really kill the vibe. Hmm. Um, someone messaged me when I was I put out a call on my social media about this topic saying they found a squished cockroach in their clothes after an outdoor experience and they felt a little bit turned <laughs> off. Uh, uh, <laughs> these are the risks you run, folks. These are the risks you run. <laughs> We're chatting sex in public. And we've had another question come in on the text line uh, by a person who is a male-to-female trans woman who's trying to face-fuck someone, uh, but they feel as though cruising is a gay male thing and they want to know how they can indulge in something that they like and want to do without losing themselves to a narrative that they say is not theirs. Right. That's a huge question and a lot to think about. But I don't think cruising is explicitly a gay male thing. I think in trans communities, it's um, quite common and popular as well. It's less less common in um, cishet normative kind of situations um, f- for social reasons. Um, so there's a lot of folks out there who are like, why can't we do that? And I'm like, I don't know, but it seems to be in this realm. I, th- I think with all of these things, it's about taking care, um, keeping safe, that sort of thing. But also it's about giving yourself permission. So that kind of stuff really can happen and be okay. I think some of the issues we have here about, you know, some of the uh, issues that trans folk have about public bathrooms and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so often popular cruising places uh, may or may not be safe. Uh, so I think safety is a really important consideration. And, you know, I hate it that it has to be that when it's safer for some folks and less so than others. But please, you know, take care and look out for yourself there. But there really will be places that that is possible. Yeah, absolutely. And on that, we have been chatting through some uh, suggestions on places to go and try things to do to help you prepare if you are going to go and participate in sex in public. But I'm curious, Tanya, what are the, like, risks legally? Is it legal or illegal is that half the fun, as you said before, that idea of something kind of being a bit risque in that it's not necessarily, quote-unquote, allowed? Yeah. Well, yes, it is risky because you might get caught and it depends who you get caught by because it is illegal. Um, having intercourse in a public place, it amounts to the criminal offence of indecent exposure. Uh, and this this actually is a law, Section 5 of the Summary Offences Act 1988, New South Wales. And that carries a maximum penalty of six months in prison and a fine of up to $1,100. Be aware of that, right? So if you're caught having sexual intercourse or with your genitalia exposed or within a public space or school, you're liable to that punishment, right? Um, yeah, and you can't even... Uh, 
you can't willfully expose yourself in the, in a public space or in the view of a school. The law keeps repeating a school. So beware if you're going to play in school grounds or near school grounds. Mm. Um, and it's really important to consider that you don't have to physically be in a public space. It's good enough to merely be in view. So this is your hotel room and your balcony and those sort of things that we we're mentioning. If somebody gets upset and calls the police, you may get a little visit that you're not planning on. Um, so, th- And this means even if you can be seen and you weren't seen, for example, if you're in a car or what you deem to be a private place, you can be done, right? So an exposure refers to revealing your genitals in a public space. Uh, so that can also be public nudity, like deciding to disrobe on a beach that is not a designated nudist beach or exhibitionism if you want to flash or run around at sports events, do things like that. Not okay according to the law. So there's no requirement for a sexual act to have occurred, but it is all about your genitals being exposed, right? Mm-hmm. And um, what is a public space? Uh, that's a place where they're or not covered by water. It's uh, accessible to the public. It could also be part of a premises, right? So, again, it doesn't matter if it's a paid place or a free place. It's just a place where people could see you or possibly see you Yeah, that makes it public. So those kinds of things are like a park, a car park, the footpath, a road, inside a vehicle or any public building. Uh, but if you do get caught by the police, the police then have to provide things or prove things. So they have to prove beyond any reasonable doubt that a person willfully or obscenely exposed themselves and that it was within the view of a public place or a school. Mm. Right? Well, that's bang on in terms of timing for you, James, from Fremantle on the text <laughs> line, who said, I'm no prude, but there's no way I could have sex in public. Just the potential of the police being involved is very unsexy for me. So Hey, yes. now you're, I guess, prepared. <laughs> um, but also we had another question saying, they've done it once. Do you consider a boss's office as a public space? Uh, I think so. It's in a building where people could come in and have access. And um, I wonder what your boss's opinions would be on that. I can see that it would be extra super hot because it's your boss and it's taboo. Mm. But mm-hmm, let's see. And what about, like, I think... You know, I didn't want to make the obvious joke here about the mild high club, but we have to talk about it. (laughs) We do. Do people actually have sex on planes? They do, but I think it's getting harder and harder to do because planes are increasingly overbooked, (laughs) full. It used to be possible when, you know, you could have a seat next to you. um, And even the toilets on planes, they're 20% smaller than they used to be in the last decade. Whoa. Yeah, I've just been reading some stuff about what we don't talk about when you talk about fat. Interesting book. Um, But that's not this topic. Uh, so, yeah, just thinking about those considerations, it's a little bit more difficult to do, but folk are definitely keen to get into that club and they do very innovatively do things. Interesting. Um, yeah. Okay, well, we've gone through a few, like, few risks, a few factors of consideration. Um, something else that I'm really curious to know, Tanya, that we have done a whole segment tied to, which is aftercare. Yes. What about aftercare in this context? What do you need to consider? Do you have any tips there? I guess there is also that factor of like, if you do get caught, whether it's by a person in general or you know, like yeah. a policeman or something, there could be feelings of shame and regret and embarrassment that happened there. But yeah, 
What, yeah, what tips totally. do you have in aftercare here? Um, I think when you're doing things in public, all parties need to agree that being public is okay. They also need to agree with what is actually okay. To what degree we want to be sexual, what activities are good, and what may not feel comfortable in public. Okay, so that's that can be a quick chat, even if you're being really um, uh, spontaneous. It can be a one-minute chat like, hey, what are you up for? What would be good? What would not be good? Let's talk about this. Do we agree? Yes, right? So that's mm. a really good example of giving consent and feeling into what's okay in the moment because consent dictates what will happen but also what doesn't happen. Yes. Um, aftercare, debriefing is pretty good. I would recommend that. You can be quite on a high of doing something that is taboo. Uh, so checking in with each other later, seeing if there's a drop, you know, in the a drop from being high, if there's any shame or guilt that shows up because so many of us trip over those things and we breathe that in from society and the world around us that this was not a good thing to do. So I think it's really great to check in just after the event, maybe a little later in the day and also in the coming days because shame and guilt can be stealthy and creep up on us. Mm. We've been talking all about, can you believe it, sex in public and it seems like you listening have really been enjoying. The text line's been popping off completely this morning. <laughs> I um, love that. We've rolled through some common places people like to have sex in public, some of the risks, I guess, like socially as well as legally, um, aftercare. But I'm really curious to know, Tanya, we've established like to do and to have sex in public is essentially a thrill, but it can also, I guess, that fear of like being caught is either really enticing or really, uh, what's the word? Like paralyzing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what if you're really into that thrill or the idea of that thrill, but can't see yourself actually going through with the deed itself? What's something yeah. you could do instead as like a substitute? Yeah, so is this sort of like I don't want to be caught by the police or I don't want to be embarrassed? Uh, I guess a bit of both, yeah. Yeah, maybe, because for some folk... Maybe just sending sexy texts in public could be thrilling. Like maybe the person on the bus is looking over my shoulder and seeing what I'm texting to my partner. I don't advocate looking at porn because sometimes people next to you on the bus see what they really don't want to see. So don't be doing that because people don't consent to that. Um, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's weighing up the risks of the turn on. Uh, Could you do online things where you're seen by people online, but that feels really safe because maybe you're in your bedroom or your lounge room, somewhere where the police aren't going to bust in, but you're still showing yourself to other people or being sexy or sexual Mm. using a cam? Um, But then for those who like exhibitionism, I think there are other avenues like sex on premises sites. So, uh, like the question before from our trans friend, these areas are mostly aimed at gay men. So that one's a bit more tricky. Public beats, known places where people go to meet other people interested in hooking up, beaches, public toilets. Again, it is mostly the realm of gay men, but trans community are coming in there. Cishet folks, not so much. Cishet normative. Uh, swingers clubs, sex parties, kink parties, even some workshop spaces will allow uh, sex in public but in in a safely defined area where that kind of activity is known to happen. So you're less likely to meet the folks in blue. It's more about you going, somebody can see what I'm doing. Mm. Okay, so that one's really up to you to make your choices. Okay, well, here's a big question. Is it ethical to have sex in public, you know? 
the idea of having people seeing you doing something that for some people is a pretty private thing. What do you make of that? Oof. That is the question, isn't it? Because it's so hot, the idea of it being taboo and that I shouldn't be doing this and people shouldn't be looking. So I understand that that's what lights the fire under most people's pants. Uh, But people who haven't given consent to witness sexual activity needs to be considered. It can be super confronting for some folk who may not be as open-minded as yourself. So this is where I think things like uh, wearing appropriate clothes or taking some sort of cover-up-y kind of attitude might be good because full-bore genitalia for folks who aren't expecting to come across that might be very upsetting, scarring for life for some. (laughs) Uh, So I think if you're looking for a really safe and sexy way to get your dopamine rush, maybe a sex club or a sex party might be the best bet because that is all very consensual and that's what folks are expecting there. Interesting, Mm. as always. Now, that unfortunately brings us to the end of Let's Talk About Sex today, but great news for you. You can listen back to the podcast in full, also at our website, fbiradio.com. Tanya and I are going to be back in a fortnight with another new topic to unpack. Yes, we are. 